Season's underway, proper football has returned and the world is a better place once more. And the Baggies are off the mark with a point at Middlesbrough. And we'll be chatting about everything Albion on the first Baggies broadcast of the season. Uh, well, not of the se- season, our season, of the championship season. Um, with me, Johnny Drury, and for the fir- very first time, the dawning of a new era on the Baggies broadcast. I'm alongside, well, opposite a computer screen with none other than our new Albion man, Lewis Cox. He's taken over from Joe Massey. Coxie, welcome, my friend. How's it going? I imagine you've had a very busy couple of weeks. Johnny, how are you, sir? Um, very, very happy to be here. Thanks for... Well, I was, I was going to say thanks for inviting me on, but I guess you got no choice, have you, really? So, um, <laughs> yeah, bad luck. Um, yeah, it's it's been... Right, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, yeah. Ever since uh, ever since I got that call from, from Massey, really, saying... Uh, what do you think about this, Lewis? Obviously, you know, him joining Shrewsbury Town and I, I was kind of stunned silent. Um, and, and then here we are a couple of weeks later. Obviously, I, I was off on annual leave last week. Um, I started back Monday, started the role Monday. Um, Massey's off and away this week, isn't he? And then, and then finishing. So it's been a bit of a strange turnover, handover period. Obviously, I think, you know, you're going to cover it, aren't you? We were you know, as as a as a paper quite stretched Saturday, weren't we? And unfortunately, none of us. We had a freelance at Middlesbrough, didn't we? And but I I obviously couldn't get there. I was away, and Massey wasn't there. So it's been a bit of a crazy period. Um, you know, my first game's Watford uh, next next Monday night at the Hawthorns. So buzzing for that. Really like excited to get stuck into games and presses. And yeah, just I hope it'll go well. Yeah, you need to obviously take it easy on me, um, which I'm sure you will. Always well, mate. Always well. Well, welcome to the. I'm not going to say the best podcast in the world, but welcome to the best football club in the world. Welcome oh, to well, the Baggies. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome who, to the Baggies. Who am I family. to argue? Who am I to argue? <laughs> um, now, before we talk, Borough, Strikers, DK, Swift and Wallace. What a goal that was, by the way. And we'll come on to that. Um, and much, much more. We're going to have a bit of a, an introduction section with, with Coxie. So, Lewis, as ev- a lot of Albion fans will know, who cover sport in or follow sport in the West Midlands, you're the seasoned or have been the seasoned Shropshire star. Shrewsbury Town writer. Um, so Lewis, this is like this is not this is your life, but this is like yeah. this is your like section now to tell the Baggies fans everything you want to tell them about Lewis Cox. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Coxy uncensored. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll try and keep it brief. <laughs> um, I don't want to bore anyone to death and make them turn off after what two minutes. Um, yeah, no, I've been at the paper Express and Star, Shop Star, MA Media. It's, over seven years full time, um, eight actually, if you include work experience from Staffs Uni. Um, as you touched on, many of that, you know, most of that six seasons um, covering Shrewsbury Town, Shropshire Star, League One throughout. It, it was a blast. You know, it was a whirlwind. Loads to unpack in there. You know, Wembley finals, FA Cup runs. I, I was spoiled to be honest. You know, beyond third round, every season. It was a challenge. It was a blast. Um, we'll get onto it. I'm a West Brom boy. I'm from the town, so going into do Shrewsbury was totally alien to me. You know, seven years ago, I knew nothing about that side of things. So I'm quite pleased to be coming into this, you know, as a black country boy coming into this. You know, I, I don't claim to be a an oracle or a font of all knowledge about the baggies because we'll get onto it. I'm not a baggie. It's fan. all right, mate. You've got the oracle here. Well, fine. yeah, you know, what, you know what what Johnny doesn't know, you know, isn't <laughs> isn't worth knowing. Come on. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite you know I do have a basic handle on the club you know I know the people of the town I know the fans um you know I grew up with many mates who are fans you know family 
um, friends still still in touch with. Obviously, I you know I've been at the paper for a long time, as I mentioned. You know, worked with Steve Madeley, Matt Wilson, obviously Massey, um, your predecessor Luke Hatfield. Um, so obviously being in touch with them over the years and worked with them, obviously followed what's going on. Um, I have early memories of Albion from a hometown boy not supporting the club of probably your like. I don't know, you'll know better than me, but Lee Hughes era, what is that? Doby. Um, 2001, you know, goal, all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, Kumas. Yeah, that's kind of my, without giving my age away, I mean, I'm 28. I was born in 94. So, yeah, I have vague memories of that. I, um, in fact, well, well, we'll get onto it, but it's a bit of a spoiler. But in terms of my club, one of my first uh, Liverpool games was Michael Owen netting four at the Hawthorns. You might remember that, Johnny. Um, you very much endeared yourself to Albion fans there, Lewis, by mentioning that, haven't you? Well, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> so that was one of my, yeah, one of my earlier memories actually, because that was that was quite early in the two thousands, wasn't it? But yeah, um, I live in Telford now, like um, like my predecessor, Mister Massey. Uh, not quite next door neighbours, but down down the road, really, a couple of minutes away from him. So we're fellow Telfordians and a, a Shropshire boy now, adopted, like. Like your good self, not not quite. Thanks for that. Yeah, because I I'm always being told that I'm Welsh. By yeah, well, you kind of I am a little that. bit. Yeah, you I, are. I am, I am a quarter Welsh, and I can see the Welsh border from my window now. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for that, Shropshire boy. Yeah, Shropshire boy. There we go. Um. So yeah, and as I said right at the start, a couple of weeks ago, got the got the call from Massey, and then obviously talked with work and that to to fill his considerable shoes. I don't actually know his shoe size, but you know, meta you know metaphorically and all that is considerable West Brom shoes so so yeah that's about it here we are here we are so like Lewis says there he hasn't actually confirmed it there really but no he's a black country boy he's born in West Brom so of course he supports Liverpool oh get your head around that <laughs> I didn't have much say in the matter in my defense uh I was probably you know days if not weeks old when I was uh you know dressed in red so uh yeah you know before I knew it obviously I was yeah, I was very much that way inclined. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, obviously, you know, going to school in, in West Brom and so on, you know, many, you know, most of my mates would be Albion fans, you know, not exclusively, you know, the, obviously there will be like the odd United fan, won't there, or Arsenal or whatever. Um, but, yeah, always been a been a red, unfortunately. But I think, you know, I don't, I'd like to think that Baggies fans listening, you know, we're not all going to be Albion fans, are we, professionally? So, you know, I have that kind of neutral side of it, not being a supporter, but having still been from the area, have the historical sort of context of the club and a bit of knowledge and stuff. So, so yeah. Don't, but... don't you worry about that. Joe Massey turned up as a non-West Brom fan. Look at him now. He is. He's, well, a, rage, is, yeah. he's, he's a raging baggy now. So well, he, was be a baggy. He, he was Ipswich, wasn't he, Massey? Which is obviously where, where he lived for a bit. But yeah, no, I... You know, funnily enough, I was actually at Anfield the other weekend. But um, yeah, I, I used to go as a kid, get be able to get up there quite a lot. But kind of work and impossible tickets make that impossible these days, obviously. But uh, yeah, I hope that doesn't, you know, sort of, you know, relegate me from. No, you're be nah. like and, you're, and you're being adopted back. You may, you'll be one of you'll be saying we, you'll be, you'll be one of us. You'll, yeah, you'll, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, listen, I did six seasons of Shrewsbury, who, as I mentioned, I, I knew nothing of. You know, I knew nothing of League One. You know, before I started that, nothing of lower leagues really. Um, and when you do a club for a period of time, even a season, you know, so hopefully this time next year, um, you know, you become ingrained, you become into the club. Like, you know, I very much have a big place for Shrewsbury in my heart now, you know, you know, clearly because it was such a long time. And 
and you know very very fond of the club and yeah I'm, I'm hoping well I know you know if I'm doing the job that doing every game home and away you know it's going to become mad you know in a week's time isn't it Saturday Tuesday or the equivalent of you know it's Monday Thursday next week isn't it and you know before the World Cup to to squeeze all the games in you know I'm very much looking forward to becoming ingrained in it and you know becoming not a fan because obviously that won't happen but becoming a you know passion you know passionate reporter follower of the baggies yeah I, it's it's nice to be honest Johnny just with it being you know my old hometown you know town I was you know from it, it is as I put on Twitter a couple of days ago you know a bit of an honor and privilege and you know it's it's really nice to tell you know tell people obviously family and friends back home you know old friends and you know I had really nice response from them in particular so yeah I hope I can do it all justice mate you were certainly well certainly well so there you go there's a bit about Lewis it's going to be a good I'm, I'm adamant it's going to be a good season we've got a new man on board raring to go um <laughs> I'll bring the good luck charm. No bring the good luck charm. And uh, yeah, so Lewis is going to be there. He's going to be everything that Massey was doing. As Albion fans will know, Massey wasn't a big fan of like the pre-match food hype and stuff, stuff Rough. like that. That was started by uh, by my uh, who was in my position before Luke, Luke Hatfield. Um, as everyone knows, I love my food. And me and Coxie have done a lot of Shrewsbury games together, so uh, he knows that I'll uh, chat over pre-match food. So that might be a little staple that comes back into the podcast. Oh, we oh. still get plenty of questions about it. Um, well, well, we'll what what is an away day without service station? You know, to me, they don't exist. Oh, not just the service stations, mate. Just oh no, I appreciate yeah, the, the, the pre-match grand. Obviously, uh, it was last season at Shrewsbury that they, they they introduced the um the little voucher, wasn't it, for a, for a pie or you know burger in the concourse, and that was like revolutionary at Shrewsbury. That you know we were your mind's I mean, going to be blown now. Yeah, we we were you know our heads exploded when we got those, didn't they, at Shrewsbury? So yeah, I mean, obviously, I've been to bigger and better grounds. I know that. The uh, the scran that's that's going to become available, which is very exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm, my gym membership exists solely so I can you know visit service stations on the way back from away games. So so there we are. That <laughs> can't wait for that. There we go. Uh, anyway, the football season began. Albion. It was a hectic weekend for the AFL, as Lewis said. It was a hectic weekend for the Express to Star. Um, we had a few we had a few tweets at the weekend. Well, I had a few tweets anyway. A few other people were tagged in. Um, we had people on holiday like. Lewis, for example, is on a holiday. I was at weddings. They're not my weddings. I couldn't change the dates. But people saying, oh, the Express and hasn't got a report at West Brom. They haven't got one at Walsall. It's not on. It was Wolves that have a reporter there. We did have reporters there. Um, we can't change weddings. We can't change holidays for games. My message is just, people think I'm ranting here, but just think before you tweet sometimes. Yeah, it just... Wind me up a little bit, but I'd had a few beers at that point, so I put my phone away and forgot about it till next day. First episode uh, in, and I love a Drury rant. Oh, Drury! Well, we always had the Massey rant, so I'll have to come up with a Drury no, rant. I'm, I'm not sure how impressed my other half would have been at the end of our <laughs> annual leave if I if I let her know I'm yeah, you know, quick yeah. trip up to Middlesbrough. So yeah. Just, yeah, or um, or yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, best mate, I can't be your groomsman. I'm uh, I'm going to Borough. I'm looking making a beeline for Weatherby Services. Um. So, but there we go. One, but one of one of the finest, by the way. One of the fi- oh yes, absolutely. But it was a good day for Albion. One-one um, at Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, a tough game. Steve Bruce, like he said, it was a, it was always going to be a tough game. First half, you know, certainly from what I've seen and what I've read, you know, fans were not particularly happy. You know, I looked at the team selection and I was a bit, oh, I'm not too sure. And I know fans were. First half didn't go to plan. It was a poor goal to concede. Isaiah Jones with a. Mm-hmm. With a, well, he's unmarked in the box and slide home. But Albion fired back in the second half. Fantastic goal. Um, Wallace for Swift. And from what I saw, Albion really could have gone on and won the game later on. So, uh, 
A negative and a positive to start, Lewis. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, exactly that. I, you know, I've, I've caught up as much as I can. Obviously, it's been a, you know, a hectic couple of days. But um, I, you know, we carried some Bruce quotes yesterday, didn't we? He, you know, he caught, he referenced Jekyll and Hyde, didn't he, in terms of first half, second half, when he was talking about mentality overall. And, you know, he, he said, you know, since I've come in, what was it, February, there's, there's been too much of that, too much. And, and it's consistency, isn't it? Inconsistency. And, you know, if you, it's it's frustrating for fans, I think, you know, speaking from a supporter's point of view, but, you know, a football follower's point of view, you know, if you have a, you know, a great first half, you know, and then follow it up with a well under par second half or vice versa, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because you, you think, well, you know, what's the reason why you can't do this over 60, 75, 90 minutes? And obviously we all know football's not that simplistic, is it? But yeah, I'd be really, I, I would be encouraged certainly by what I'd seen and saw of the second half. Um, well, I am. And I'd, I'd like to think that Albion fans are too. Um, who I think we all know where, you know, where they are in terms of needing more bodies quality in terms of recruitment, you know, at this stage with what, just under a month left of the window. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, in terms of the debutants, you know, the new boys for the goals, for the creativity, it couldn't have been much better, could it? With 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 that goal, you know, Malumbi's ball was his class. Um, you know, Wallace's run and, and, and little low cross was... I think the on... Malumbi ball's a little bit sort of over um, overshadowed. It. Jason Malumbi's not, yeah. a, not a technical, like, a creative player. That's not what he's there for. But it was his ball that set the move yeah, up. Yeah, it's great. I think he's got to take a lot of credit for that. Yeah, no, I agreed. It, it, wasn't a sim- it wasn't a simple pass by any means, was it? You know, clever through ball not sure if it was quite the outside of his foot but he had to stretch for it didn't he and and you know send um Jed Wallace you know herring down the line so yeah but but the finish for me I mean you know like Swift he's so technically sound isn't he he's a real real quality um and and, and the cross you know it it was a perfect cross but it was on the bounce he you know it was on the bounce yeah he kept it home but he didn't just sweep a rolling ball home you know I mean how many times out of 10 do you see that skied on the bounce, you know, over the bar? And yeah. I think that was just a snapshot, wasn't it? Obviously, they've been playing in the friendlies and stuff, which which fans will have been to, but a snapshot of their quality that's to come through this season. I mean, the goals and assists for those pair last season alone, you know, speaks for themselves, doesn't it? And it's it's great for both of them, for the manager, you know, for the fans to, to have, for them to have got off the mark, you know, goals and assists-wise in the first game. It really sets them up doesn't it? it really sets them up but as you say it was needed wasn't it after that first half um like i say and an interesting side named um you know obviously we, you know we'll get onto it but you know some of the new signings you know dk others not quite 100 percent are they in terms of you know coming back from injuries getting getting involved like yakuza so yeah it, it was an interesting side but a game like borough away i mean you know with respect, what what a top side they are, you know, and what a manager they have in place. You know, we, you know, I think we both, you know, most all expect them to be certainly challenging top two. Do we? I, I would say certainly with Wilder there and the signings they've made. Yeah, they're there. So, They'll be there or thereabouts. Yeah, it, it, you know what what a tough, you know what a tough opening take game it was. And and by the way, you know Watford next. You know, good luck with that type thing. It's a bit of a bit of a yeah. It's, it's a tough opening, isn't it? So I think you know they'll be quietly very pleased with taking a point from one of the hardest, you'd say one of the hardest away games in the league season, wouldn't they? But yeah, it was the oldest cliche in the book, wasn't it? But a performance of two halves, but, you know, encouraging that they can respond to a poor first half like that. But I think as Bruce touched on, you know, you, you don't want a half-time rant or I was going to drop a B word then, but yeah, you don't want a half-time... Uh, yeah, we all know what you mean. 
We yeah, all know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want you to get the bleeps out in the first episode, mate. Come on. Um, yeah, you don't oh, need By the way, just on that, right? On. I've never had to bleep anyone out before. And the least... The, the, the person you wouldn't expect you'd need to bleep out the most would be our very good colleague, Joe Massey. But as Albion fans will... Former colleague. A former colleague, yeah. Sorry, former colleague. As Albion fans will know, last week, I... Well, I thought I was going to have to bleep something out because of what he said in last week's episode, which I'm not going to repeat. Um, Albion fans will be laughing now and know by now. Luckily, my my uh, my colleague and boss, Jake, Nathan Judas, said no, leave it in. It's all right. It's not too oh, bad. Good. But uh, it was an emotional episode, wasn't it? I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. So we'll let him off. But um, but yeah, we know what you mean. The B word. We know what you mean, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you don't want that to require a spark, do you? And, and a response. Every, you know, you don't want a poor first off or a poor second off every week. So yeah, I. I think you can take a lot from what I thought was a very good point and, you know, some real positives from from that away day. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Daryl DK there. I think that was the name that, it, well, the, the omission, sorry, that Albion fans were a little bit uh, miffed about, um, even though Carlin Grant has scored, I think he scored three times in pre-season and, you know, he's got a good goal record. But DK, you know, we know he's going to be the main man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a big boy, as Bruce always says in, in press conferences, and he certainly showed that when he came off the bench. He, from what I saw late on, he was bullying defenders. He had a couple of chances, maybe when he could have pulled back. Um, what, what, you know, it's probably one of the first times you've seen him, Lewis. What, what do you make it? He's a very unique player, isn't he? And he, he's going to be, probably can keep him fit. He's going to be exciting. Yeah, he's just. I mean, the word is handful, isn't it? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, Albion fans haven't seen anywhere near enough of him yet, have they? You know, obviously featured him in friendlies and stuff, but in terms of competitive games, need to get him need to get him out there consistently. That is that is the hope. That is the dream. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I'm coming into it fresh. Looking at some, we carried some Bruce quotes today, didn't we, on, on DK? I saw you shared earlier. Um, it's interesting to read, you know, Bruce say, you know, when you're a lad that's all pace and power, like a big, strong, sort of quick guy like that, you have to be sort of extra careful with him. And there's something in that, isn't there? You know, when you're a sharp player, obviously muscle tendencies and stuff. Um, maybe a little bit of a concern to hear, you know, given that, the extensive layoff, uh, what was it? Well, he missed six months, didn't he? End of, well, you know, back part of last season. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him, Johnny. I have to say, what well, you know, I was um I was having a look at the squad yesterday. Obviously, I'm, you know, I'm I'm aware of the players on Albion's book, but just a bit of a deeper look, and um, it hadn't passed me by because I'd have seen it when he signed, but I'd, I'd almost forgot how young he was. DK, I have to say, yeah. and I guess that's because he's. You know, a massive unit up front. You you know, maybe think he's got a few more years on him and obviously a full international as he is. Um, yeah, but he's only just 22, isn't he? Which, you know, considering the long-term deal, I think if he can just get on the pitch playing consistently without, you know, without a niggle, I think it's, it's very exciting prospects, I think, for the, for the you know, for the club, for, for the future. Um, I think he's, Bruce called him a big asset, didn't he? I think he's got a massive part to play this season. I'm just excited to see how he can work feed off you know, the likes of Wallace and, you know, Swift, Dean Garner, you know, there's in those three alone, there's, there should be a lot of, and I don't know, creativity and the and goals was, was the Achilles here, wasn't it last season, you know, clearly, but I, I think, I think it can, it can work. I think, he, you know, you mentioned Grant there, haven't you? And his, his goal record's decent. I mean, I watched Grant in League One myself, um, Charlton, so I kind of know what he's about. Do, you know, do, do they need more competition depth? Up front, I mean, I'm not sure what you'd say, Johnny, but me looking at the squad as it is now, you know, possibly potentially, I think that'd be one area they're looking at. Yeah, I think they, I think they do, and it's more competition, isn't it? More, be, you know, 
Yeah, and it'll be, like Bruce said, and we'll come on to this, it's a point we've got just after the ad break, is that where they Bruce wants another striker, it's going to be a loan. You know, as Albion fans might have seen this morning, there's a story actually being carried in the Express and Star. Bruce hasn't really admitted it in the press, but we know that Albion were, were interested in Cameron Archer. Raston Villa on loan, the, the England um, youngster. Um, Villa have now said he's staying at Villa and he's going to be around the first-team squad. So I'm sure that search will now... Um, sort of ramp up for uh, for someone to come in. But I think there is, given that, you know, West Brom are just going to ease him in. And, and there will be a bit of trepidation with Albion that, you know, he got injured early on in his um, time at the club. And, uh, and yeah, we probably he probably was played a bit too early. But, you know, that was the situation. Albion were in a bit of a, mm-hmm. a, bit, of a bit of a hole and, and, and they needed goals and, and it backfired a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think that, that everyone can be in agreement that even though we've got DK, you know, the £7 million man, I think they do need someone else up there as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're just that, you know, for one, you know, the depth in terms of numbers isn't quite there, is it? And yeah. and for two, you know, as as we, you know, said at the moment, we we don't know physically how I suppose reliable or consistent DK is going to be, do we? Because we've had how long has he been at the club? You know, this this year, and he's spent many months on the sidelines. So, you know, that the last thing anyone wants is him to, you know, be involved against Watford, you know, next week and pull up you know, pull up with something bad or even something minor that just, you know, delays him a few weeks or something, you know, they, they want to get him right, obviously. So I can get it. I, I do get it. But, you know, like supporters, I want I want to see him ASAP because I want to see what he's about. I want to see him, you know, bullying championship defenders. Um, I know he showed good flashes in pre-season, didn't he? he scored a good goal. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, he's one of the players I'm really looking forward to, to seeing, to be honest, in my sort of first games. Just on a lighter note to that, I saw a tweet about Dal DK last week. And the Albion fans have been, it's always the way, isn't it? They talk about kits before the season. And what I've noticed in this job is fans sort of debate on Twitter, like different chants for new signings. But <laughs> I've seen quite a few. And whoever come up with the idea of Daryl DK to the tune of Smith's Panic is unbelievable. I was, oh, I, was yeah. sing, I was singing it in my car the other day. So I hope it was sung at Borough and I hope it's going to be sung at the Hawthorns this season. And if it is, I'll probably join in as well. Your um, favourite thing about Shrewsbury coverage with me was a particular chant, wasn't it? So the Daniel Udo um, chant. I do like a good chant, to be fair. I like a creative one. But I also, Albion fans will see on Twitter, I also not a fan of the generic ones anymore. Like, no. they're just, yeah. yeah, this is a library. Just, yeah, be a bit more creative. But the DK <laughs> one is class. So I'm looking forward to hearing that one, um, hearing that one this season. But uh, as I said, now time for the advert. Albion fans will have known last week we've got a new sponsor. Um, shout out to, to the new sponsors, Kettle and Toaster Man. Based in Briley Hill, your one-stop shop for all your, well, your kettles and toasters, but not just that. If there's a host of other products, as we explained last week, from kitchen appliances and even air fryers. And my word, have they got some good air fryers over there? And that's what we're going to talk about this week. For just forty pounds on the kettle and toaster man, you can bag yourself. I'm going to read this all out now. I'm going to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Tower T17024 digital air fryer with LCD display, 500 watt. What an absolute bargain! Um, have you got an air fryer, Lewis? Have you got one of them? No, but I, I just, I mean, you sound like an absolute, you know, well, I said, you know, what, what you, earlier I said, what, you know, what you don't know isn't worth knowing. I mean, you are Mr. Air Fryer now. I, you know, next time my kitchen needs an update, I'll be uh, on the blower to you, mate. Yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm just renovating my house at the moment, so I know that I'm I'm going to end up lowering effort about this these stuff and these things and, and probably buying it. But if you want air fryer, that's just one of many air fryers on the Kettle and Toaster Man. So if you're, um, if you need something for your kitchen and you want to go along there, head along to uh, the Briley, their shop in Briley Hill on Thorns Road. 
or you can head to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk and we'll be back next week with another talking about another little product so uh, make sure you make sure you tune in right we're just going to go over as Al, well as uh, listeners will know and Albion fans will know we'll just go over the sort of news of the last week see what's been happening see what's been discussed and we're going to get Lewis's opinion on some of these uh, some of these things so we had a, we ran a story last week Jed Wallace was talking about um, moving to the Midlands and uh, and being excited about moving to the the Black Country and the West Midlands, um, and it's it's a good topic really because Steve Bruce said last season he wanted um, his players to be living within a certain radius of the ground, and, and I know in the national press Steve Bruce got a little bit of stick about it. Um, we're not too sure how many players have made the move to the local area, um, but Lewis, just from your point of view, it's good to get a, an independent point of view. That can only be a good thing, can't it? And, and especially with someone like Wallace as well, who. You know, he's he, he's an experienced man in that dressing room now. He's someone that people are going to look up to. And, and you know, it's only good that he sort of made the move. And, and, and the general policy, and what, what do you think of the policy in general that Bruce has sort of tried to implement? Yeah, he's a big, um, he's also a big character, isn't he, Wallace? Clearly, which, um, you know, is, is a massive part of it as well. You know, being around the club, being local. Um, well, frankly, who who wouldn't want to, you know, move closer to the West Midlands, Johnny, you know? This, this this is it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I was gonna say who wouldn't want to move closer to West Brom, um, and I can say that being from the town, but I'm not I'm not sure the players would actually, you know, I'm not sure they'd be buying houses in West Bromwich. You know, it might be more outskirts. You might it might be a bit more Birmingham, a bit more. Sutton like Sutton, yeah, Sutton Coalfields like the footballers. That's it's a hotbed, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might it might even be up, you know, up Cheshire, you know, just fringes of the Midlands. Yeah, or, yeah. You know. But um, you know, if, if 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 they do decide to move to West Brom, happy days, you know. Why not? Bit of uh, taking a bit of the new square and the sights to the sights to see. Um, no, I think it's I think it's really yeah I think it's really important. Um, I think it goes without saying. I, I understand why it, it doesn't happen, particularly at you know top tier clubs, you know uh, championship whatever. I, I get why it doesn't happen when you have players coming from abroad, foreign players, whatnot. But I think it can only help, can't it? I think you know if. You've got a, if you have a good season, go up, have that great togetherness team, you know, unit team spirit thing. Yeah. I think you just you can foster it more if you've got people around, can't you? It goes without saying. Now, obviously, we're not in the year anymore where players are going to meet up at the local boozer on their day off, you know, for a for a few pints. But you know, that doesn't mean that they can't, you know, socialise and get to know each other better away from the training ground, away from the Hawthorns. So yeah, why not? If you can. Sort of not twist their arm if you can persuade them if they're happy to obviously families with them and stuff um yeah he's got it's got to be it's a no-brainer isn't it i i don't know why you know and, and players as well do they want to be you know do they want to be driving two hours every day to the training ground and then two hours back you know I, I, we do plenty of miles in the car don't we but um that'd be a bit of a slog wouldn't it every day so yeah i you know why not i, I think it's definitely a, a positive and it'll be interesting to see actually you know when we get to, when i get a chance to speak to some of the players you know how how many, you know, which ones have sort of settled locally? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just that we've, we've already, i got sort of lone strikers written down, but we've already sort of touched on that. Just on another one we heard that Steve Bruce came out last week and said, well, the news that every Albion fan wanted to hear, when are we going to get to see OK Kushlu? Um in an Albion shirt? He, Bruce has said, it looks probably like he's going to play in the Sheffield United League Cup game, which is a week on Thursday. Um Maybe a little, again, Lewis, a little bit of, um, not cautiousness, but wanting to get him right, really, because like we said, he hasn't had a pre-season. We don't want him to break down a little bit like DK did in 
back in January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the end of January. Um, we want to. Well, Albion want to get it right, basically. So probably a sensible move. Yeah, I mean, you said cautiousness there. It's probably the word, isn't it? You know, uh, I, I think did I read some some stuff from Bruce? You know, shortly after he signed, you know, he, he can't have had much of a preseason, can he? You know, I know, I know players will obviously, you know, if they're not involved at whatever club they've been at, you know, they'll be doing stuff away in the gym on the roads, but it's clearly nothing like the same, is it, in terms of training sharpness, you know, even friendly sharpness. So that's a massive ask, isn't it, to be to for him to be at full competitive match sharpness. And actually, you know, the League Cup, uh, I know Sheffield United is a going to be a tough game, isn't it? It's a tough tie um, and it will be a competitive encounter. But it actually, it feels like a great opportunity to just throw them in, doesn't it? Whether they play, you know, 45, more likely maybe 60 or even the last half hour is perfect opportunity you know like Albin I'm pretty sure their fans would would agree that you know they'd like a cup run you know go you know advanced stages great day outs um battle for a trophy you know they they, they probably don't want to throw yeah I know the league cup's not high on the the priority list but you know the, it's get it's, it's a perfect opportunity I think to get the likes of okay DK you know it's just a bit off it isn't it? yeah it's not a champion it doesn't come with that Real intense pressure of a championship game where you have to start well and you don't want to, you know, fall off the coattails of the, you know, the big boys really early. So yeah, I think it's, again, I think it's wise wise with OK. You know, he's not he's not been involved in terms of, you know, as far as I know, training friendly sharpness. So, you know, again, another like like I said with DK, he's a player I'm really looking forward to watching. Now, you know, I know my, you know, former colleague Joe. Um, raved about him from when he was at the club before. Um, a huge fans' favourite. Um, delighted he's come back. Really looking forward to seeing what what he's about. You know, particularly in the championship. So I again, I don't want him to come on for a five or ten minute cameo and then be out for four weeks. You know, n- nobody nobody wants that. You know, you want him. He, he's going to be a staple and an integral part of success this season. So these guys need to stay fit and and get fit. You know, come into their own and the. On the training ground and you know really build it up get to a level and then you know start with little cameos and games and then be ready for the, like a first league start which hopefully isn't far away touch wood yeah and that, you know, that's exactly what steve brooks will uh will want we're going to um we're going to move on to your questions now baggies fans are going to go easy on lewis we'll ease him in first Please podcast do. first podcast fantastic question from all albion fans to start with and i've been just been thinking of my answer as we were um as we were discussing okay because you know um, all Albion fans, which Albion players do you think would be good in the Commonwealth Games and at what other sport? So, um, well, you can go first, Lewis, if you want. I had a, I felt like I had a good one that immediately came to mind then, but yeah. then I'm, I can't, yeah, being off last week, I can't say I've been glued to the Commonwealth action, which is pretty poor of me to say, but there is a form of basketball, isn't there, in the Commonwealth? Yeah, yeah, three on three. Yeah, um, so I, the, the first thing that came to mind was DK basketball. Yeah, that's, and a show. that's obviously because he's tall. The fact he's American is another, like, you yeah. know, another tick in the basketball As box. If, isn't it? Yeah, stereotypically, there from Lewis, all Americans Sweet. are good at basketball. Sweet sweeping stereotype. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, they they are notoriously you know good at basketball, aren't they? The US. Um, this is some Luke Hatfield. Uh, he loves a bit of uh, your predecessor. He loves the basketball chat, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I think DK would probably be um, be found on the basketball court. Let's. You you go through yours now and I'll have a Yeah, another. I'd either go DK well a DK Zahor or Yukushlu like weightlifting. Because they're yeah, big yeah. lads. Like they'd be good. 
I reckon like Darnell Furlong would be quite good at hurdles. Yeah. yeah I just I, don't know why. Athletic, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, he's quite athletic. I don't really know. But yeah. Maybe it's, Shemmy I mean, Jai might be good at hurdles because he's quite quick and he's a tall lad with long legs. Yeah, I think Shemmy Jai might be good. Great, uh, Grady, obviously, Grady with, his, Gana, yeah. with, his, with his speed and, and pace, you know, you'd, you'd stick him on the track, wouldn't you? And he'd do a little bit, I'm sure. Um, yeah. That's a great question. I was trying to think of, I, I thought of swimming, but like, how on earth would we know oh, yeah. as a good swimmer? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what about the uh, what about the gymnastics? Have we got any um, not there's no somersault backflip celebrations as they're among the. There isn't. Uh, I reckon Grady might be no, a good gymnast. No Robert Earnshaws or anything. No Robert Earnshaws. Yeah, I think I think Dean Garner might make a good gymnast. Yeah, so we'll have to ask him next. We'll ask him next interview. Yeah, we'll yeah. Catch up with the players. Just uh, just uh, go and ask. Yeah, um, we were asked by a baggage fan which uh, which Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony Keth. Um, thoughts, Lewis. Cut. Um, sorry. Thoughts on where Lewis Cox. Thinks the team needs to improve both on and off the pitch. We'll just stick with on and just just go for it briefly. We've spoken about the striker, Lewis. From what you've seen of Albion on Saturday, you know if you were Bruce now and you say Ron Gourlay went to you, you could bring one more player in this window. Oof. What position would you would you look at? Just one. Wow. Just one. Wow. Um, yeah, in the office yesterday, I was having a conversation with um, with an Albion fan actually about this and. Well, there are a few, aren't there? There are a few positions that I would say need, you know, need addressing, need depth, need need filling and competition. So you really put me on the spot there with a one shout. Um, Quick fire answer. Well, I'm thinking up front, and I'm I, I'm thinking right back. Ah, that's two. I want one. I know, I know, I know. Um, right back's in mind because of Middlesbrough's goal the other day, obviously. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, Johnny, I don't know. Um, either. I mean, get off the fence, Coxie. Right get back. off the fence. Right, right back. back. There we go. There's your answer, uh, Anthony Kef. Right What's back. yours, John? What do you think? One. Oh, oh. Striker. Yeah. I'll go striker. I mean, that's yeah, striker. It's an obvious shout, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, We've got a question from Sunil Patel. Um, Someone who's he's a, a regular. Sunil, thanks for listening. Um, Whilst the season is only one game old, based on the last four or five months of Bruce's tenure, do you share the same possible concerns that we have um, no style, certain style or pattern of play under Bruce. And do you think it will matter in the long one or what individual quality gets by? And this is a great question. I was thinking about this before and I was looking through them. You know, the best managers in the world have got styles. You know, Liverpool, this part of pop pie press, you'll know all about that, Liverpool, uh, Lewis and, and stuff like that. But we're so obsessed in football. With, everyone's got to have a style these days, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. pigeonholed as a long ball manager. He's pigeonholed as this. But I think the, the 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 point you make at the end, sir, about individual quality, and it and horses for courses. And I think you have to be like that a lot of the time in the championship, unless you've got a humongous budget. Albion will have one of the bigger budgets in the league, but a humongous budget where you've got players that are above the station of the league, and you can play tick attack of football and bop everyone off the park. Um, but a lot of the time it doesn't happen, and it has to be you know horses for courses and winning games differently. And when Albion have gone up, they've always done that. All right, under Mowbray they played very good, expansive football, and Di Matteo as well. And uh, under Megson it was you know defending numbers and, and get wins. But they, all them teams had quality players, and they could do different things. I think you have to know how to do different things. And a lot of the time last season Albion didn't do enough of that. They weren't as expansive enough. But I don't think you genuinely need a certain style. I think Albion have got individuals that can win games now, win points. We saw that on Saturday. Last season, you know, 
confidence was low and it just wasn't there. Um, and I think it will be horses for court. You know, West Brom play Watford on Monday, who are or a week, yeah, next Monday. Monday um, yeah. yeah, and I think West Brom play Watford next week. If West Brom sit in deep, because Watford are a good side who've just come down to the Premier League and they're going to win the game 1-0, but then a few weeks later they're going to play Wigan, who West Brom are expected to beat, and they go out there and play expansively and they win 2 or 3-0, you know, not preempting anything, but play really good football. That's what the championship is about. You've got to be able to adapt. And I, 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 I'm not concerned in the slightest because of the, the individuals that are in the team this season. I don't know what you think about this sort of styles of play, Lewis. It is a very yeah. modern thing, isn't it? That yeah, it is. You have I, to have a style. You know, I, I, um, it's not always that we agree, John, uh, but I'd go along with everything you, you've said there. You know, I, yeah, it's nice to play the nicest football, isn't it? Um, you're right. It can often be budget dependent. Um, but I think, you know, success is all we're here for and all we care about. You know, if Albion get up in the top two or if they, you know, go all the way in the playoffs, how much do fans care about? Look, listen, obviously fans don't want to go every week and watch dull, dire. You know, we know that, don't we, from, from you know, Albion, you know, recent history or whatever. They, they, they don't want to be bored every week, you know, all of this. Um, but if you're winning games, you're not going to be bored every week. Uh, you, you know, if you, all right, yeah, five one nil wins in a row. All right, it's not the most exciting wins you've maybe ever seen, but, it you wins. know, yeah, yeah, it puts you near the top of the table, doesn't it? And I absolutely agree. I think promotion winning teams, by and large, from what I've seen, um, you know, you've got, you've just got, a, you've got a solid side and you've got a sprinkling, you know, a handful, maybe less, maybe a couple of, you know, two, three bits of real quality that are going to make the real difference. And that, that when I mean like a solid side, you know, the, the rest of the side solid, I don't mean, you know, dull, dire, long ball, you know, drab. I just mean solid performers who, you know, what you're going to get almost every week. And that doesn't mean they can't excite and have, you know, nine, 10 out of 10 games, but they're not going to drop below seven or eight, you know, um, they're just, they know what they're doing. I was going to call them steady players then, but that's a bit of a disservice. Um, you know, just a side that's full of that, you know, where you haven't got square peg in a round hole, you haven't got someone who's filling in and, you know, it's quite obvious they struggle to do a job there, you know. I, I think for that, you need the depth, don't you, the competition. Um, but you hit the nail on the head with that sprinkling of quality, you know, that that striker who's going to score the goals in the tight games against the top sides that, you know, which obviously was lacking sort of last season, that, Ditto the creative one, you know, just behind the striker or out wide who's going to make the difference, you know, with a, a great strike or a brilliant cross or pass. Um, that's been addressed this summer, hasn't it? You know, quite quite clearly with, you know, on the creativity side. And we saw that at the Riverside. So, yeah, style, I get it. And, you know, if I'm watching a side paying good money every week, I'll, I, I do want to be entertained. But I, I don't think a certified guaranteed style equals success, does it? I, I, I don't think it does. Um, if you can have success and a nice style, we're all happy. But um, yeah, let's let's look at, you know, hopefully being in the right position in the table. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see how Albion settled down, you know, won't it this season formation wise with how they how they play, how, you know, if it's going to stay four at the back, which obviously it wasn't for and we expect, you know, how that's going to settle down, play out when everyone becomes available. Yeah, we hope it's a good watch, but more importantly, we hope it's a successful watch. Yeah, absolutely. Going to rattle through a few more questions. WBA boy, 
What is Lewis Cox's genuine opinion on the outcome of the season? One, using your heart, and one, using your unbiased brain. So, <laughs> using your heart, Lewis, in just giving me a position, where, okay. where do you think, where in your heart, where do you think Albion are going to finish this season? Um, I would say in my heart, the playoff spot, let's say fifth, fourth or fifth. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that, 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 I don't know if that feels ambitious. I don't know. That's, yeah, I see, I see them pushing. I see them being competitive. I mean, yeah. I think we'd all, I, obviously. Like John, Swift said, John Swift said a couple of weeks ago, you know, for the players, playoffs is a minimum. And I think that's probably the case for yeah. probably most people, you know, yeah, considering yeah, what happened yeah. last season. Yeah. Um, you'd say the playoffs is probably, probably a minimum. Um, I think that'd be a good effort. Look, it's a strong league, isn't it? Look at the teams that have come down, you know. It's... Stronger than it was last season, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think getting a playoff spot is, uh, you know, as we said, the uh, the minimum. We've got a question here from Clint McCormack. Um, you, forgot, you forgot my head then, John. You just oh, your head. Sorry. Yes, yeah, go yeah, on, yeah. your head. Your head. Um, I would say at this stage, you know, and, and I haven't obviously seen games yet, so it's it's quite, a, it's a little bit of a difficult one, but I'd say for that fourth or fifth, you know, they, they obviously need a couple, a few more. I think that's quite clear, isn't it? You know, need because as it stands, that would be a big ask, a big stretch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Clint McCormack's got a touch, good question as well. We've touched on this before. Being lucky enough to be at Wembley on Sunday, um, I really want to win the playoffs for a day to remember <laughs> forever. Do you think it's more enjoyable for fans to win the league, have a have a, have that solid season and history, or that day out at Wembley that goes to the last minute of the season? <laughs> wow. Um... I know my answer. I'd rather win the league because I remember watching West Brom lose to Derby. At Wembley. You know, when 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 the playoffs are mentioned in that question, you know, obviously we mentioned my sort and of you've background. been there before. You've been there before, haven't you? Yeah, covering Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs final defeat at Wembley. Um, but yeah, I've been a sort of West Brom boy growing up and friends and all that. Like I, I know very much how much that Derby day um hurt and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, um but just yeah, losing I mean, at Wembley in general. I I watched that on the TV, but I was there when Albion lost to Portsmouth in the FA Cup semi final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell Albion fan a oh, little secret here. It's the only time I really had a bit of a tear in my eye when West Brom lost. I was like 12 at the time. Um, You're a man of stone, aren't you? A man of steel. Yeah, mate. it broke no me much. really. And it shouldn't have stood, but we're not going to go there. Um, Wait, was, it, yeah. Tambor, was it Barros? Barros, yeah. Yeah, yeah we won't mention, mention his Liverpool connection. No, no one needs a cold no. sweats already, Lewis. No, sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, I, for me, yeah, I'd rather win the title. Yeah, you're right. You you would, wouldn't you? And and if you if you're clear and comfortable winning the title, and there's a good gap outside the top two, you, you know, almost nothing can go wrong, can it? You know, you, you, you the the winning the playoffs. I mean, I was going to say there's nothing better, but it's it's got it's right up there, isn't it? But it's a blooming big ask, isn't it? Like you know, it's it's a big ask, and lots can go wrong. You know, you can have a poor ninety minutes, a poor forty five minutes, and bang. You know, promotion's gone. So I get like I get, you know, the euphoria of the day out at Wembley, like wow, you know, unbelievable. But I think the euphoria of winning the league, you know, and and you know, the celebrations that will bring and the memories and that, yeah. Get it wrapped up basically. Get it sorted, mate. Right. We're gonna I'm gonna have one more question. Mm-hmm. Um oh, there's two questions on the same topic, so we're gonna go over that. So um this one's from well, the main question, happy B seventy nine. Uh, welcome to the new role, Lewis. Um it's already obvious that Sky are going to be moving a lot of our games around again. Do you think the club will be concerned? Or is this one of the main factors why they had to set season ticket prices so cheap in this year? So just as a bit of 
you know, backgrounds, you know, Albion, I can't remember now, but it was a very low number of games that were actually played at three o'clock on a Saturday. So many Sky um, games last season, weren't there? An awful lot were moved, yeah, and fans voiced their opinion and it went through the Albion Assembly and Albion spoke to Sky, which resulted in less of Albion's games later on in the season being actually on Sky, if, I, if I'm thinking correctly. Um, but this season already, we knew the Watford game was going to be on a Monday, um, which next Monday is on Sky. That's because of the Commonwealth Games. Um, the Middlesbrough game, I think, was chosen quite early. But as we know now, I think one's been moved to a Friday evening. Mm. Um, the Birmingham game is now on TV, but that was always on a Wednesday evening. So there's always going to be midweek games. But um, Albion fans will be a little bit concerned with Lewis about, about this. I, I'd imagine yeah. just yeah. because of, you know, we don't want, you know, everyone loves, I think the traditional three o'clocks now, like, the people that love them times are still there, but I think you've got to take the rough with the smooth, but we don't yeah. want an awful lot of rough like we had last year. It's it's funny, actually, because obviously I've done a long stint in the division below um, where it's, by and large, 99 times out of 100, Saturday, 3 o'clock. You know, you, you know what you're going to get, unless you're one of the League One giants, you know, Sunderland as they were, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, you're going to get the odd Sky game. But fans know where they are. You know, I, I get it. Uh, I really do get it. You know, they they don't want to be messed around, you know, their family and work life and all of that with last minute. You know, I know I, I know broadcasters give a bit of obviously time before they announce it, but late changes, yeah. you know, that are going to mess up, you know, work, family, whatever, travel. It, we know travel's a big one, don't we? Don't get me wrong. You know, I don't live in West Bromwich anymore, but family still do. I, I know what it's like around the Hawthorns. I really do. Um, and it's not good, is it, in terms of in terms of uh, roads, travel, what it can be like. Um, so, yeah, I'm not saying that I'd be any better on a Saturday three o'clock, but you get my point. You know, late late games on a midweek and and all of that. People's work, people working late nights, yeah, traveling from far. You know, up early on the Tuesday or whatever it is. Um, I, I agree and I sympathise wholeheartedly. You know, we, I mean, we work. You know, we're privileged and lucky to call it work. So, you know, we can't and won't complain about stuff like that. But I get it from fans, you know, a million percent. Um, and I feel for them for it. But you make a good point about the rough and the smooth, actually, because, you know, I suppose TV broadcasters deal, finances, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know exactly off the top of my head, obviously, but it's, it's a big part of it, isn't it? Certainly isn't, obviously, the top flight and it, it will still be in the championship. You know, the, the bit of cash it brings in. The exposure and stuff like that um again if they move to a ridiculous o'clock and you know they have great performance get a good win people will remember that night under the lights almost won't they there's a bit of some some magic in that possibly um but i mean the, the games last season there were countless nil nils on sky weren't there i know oh, that was yeah a, that was i think the the rough with the smooth comment as well and i albion fans have took this the wrong way because i'm not i don't go any for moaning and i would never do that because the balance of that the scales did tip too far the wrong way to, yeah. you know, the Sky side last season, which was, you know, and it was hurting Albion as well as, you know, the way the season was going as well. Uh, but what I will say to, I think it's Happy B79 who's asked the question, there's a few yeah. other questions that have been asked on the same topic, is it is a little bit concerning they've been moved. But what I'm confident in, certainly from my perspective, and hopefully other Albion fans, this went to the Albion Assembly last year. Albion addressed it with Sky last year. And if it does get to a position where fans feel like Sky is happening too often, then I'm sure either the club will say something. I'm sure the club have already probably yeah. 
talk about themselves that they will do things to to, to alleviate it. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's good, good to you know hear and know that obviously that was raised and uh, you know as a potential issue. And you'd like to think, you'd hope that you know they'll be in a position where they won't be messed around too much in terms of that, because like you say, the scale tips and um, you know when it does tip, obviously you've got to expect a few, haven't you? You've got to. You're playing in the second tier, massive division, you know, big club, you know, big games. You've got to expect some, but obviously it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be every game, every other game. It shouldn't be that, should it? Because you know, ultimately, it's about the supporters getting into the ground, and you know, hopefully, it will stay and remain about the fans. That's the most important thing, isn't it? So let's hope they're looked after rightly, and um, let's hope we can enjoy the odd TV game as well. Yes, absolutely. There's all the. Uh, we had a few more questions, but sorry for those who I didn't ask you questions. Do get in touch next week, and we'll be uh, sure to read there, mate. Just briefly, going to look ahead. Um, Albion don't play Saturday, as we said. They play Monday. Watford, um, no, you know, not on uh, no easy games in this league. And Watford aside, it come down. Lewis, uh, Watford won. We're recording this on a Tuesday. It's going out on Tuesday, so Watford won last night. Uh, Lewis, a man who, who me and yourself have come across a few times. Rob Edwards, you know, former yeah. AFC Telford United manager, done well at Forest Green, gone to Watford. A lot of people said they're going to be a bit of an unknown quantity this season. You know, it's a bit of a gamble for Watford to bring him in, but they've had a good start. And, you know, they're Watford. They're probably going to be one of the bigger yeah, up it, there, aren't they? It was a really, um, really, really, really interesting appointment, wasn't it, wasn't it John? Um, Rob Edwards, as you mentioned, a, a guy we know well. Actually, a Telford guy, so um, I will shout, shout him out on that on that regard. But, um, Stick together, you Telford lot, didn't you? <laughs> I'm sure Joe Massey would have done the same, maybe. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he... he uh, he worked wonders, didn't he, at Forest Green? Um, got them up to League One for the first time and was poached by Watford. Um, interesting move. Really highly rated young coach. Had been involved in the England youth setup. Well thought of. Um, but yeah, taking on a a really really top squad, a top side. You know, I just had a quick quick look then, and you know, a lot of uh, I was going to say stars from the Premier League, but a lot of players who showed rare glimpses and flashes of being very good in the top flight albeit obviously they they, they went down and um, have been up and down a few times recently you know they're still there aren't they you know the, the lad that got the goal last night pedro the brazilian lad looks looks quality they've still got a real lot of quality on the books you know, it, it's I, I mentioned earlier didn't i middlesbrough and then and then watford um you know obviously watford one of the three sides down that's a, that's a really tough game for a first home isn't it but you know on, on the flip side it's it's a big occasion the monday night you know you're gonna hope as ever with a first home game that the place is, you know, not packed, but as, you know, as full as it, you know, sort of can be, you know, always the first home game is, is a busy one. Top opposition. Yeah, it really gives an opportunity, doesn't it, to to set out your store for the, you know, home fans this season, to show what you're about, um, start on the right note, the right manner, get everything rolling, get people on board. You know, I think, you know, victory over Watford would be a superb way to do that, wouldn't it? It really would, in terms of feel-good factor. Um, look, we know what we spoke about earlier in players not being fully ready 100%, and that that's going to play a part, isn't it? You know, if this was in a month's time or, you know, six weeks' time or whatever, it could be a different Albion lineup, obviously, after the window closes as well. So, you know, if Watford turn up and steal three points, you know, deservedly win, I, I don't think it, you know, it's what no one wants. You don't want to start at home on a bad note. I don't think it means you know, the season's a write-off, clearly, or, you know, going to go the wrong way. This is a strong Watford side, a settled, you would say, squad. It's one of them, isn't it? If you get a result, it's great. If you lose, it's 
you know, it's just not one to panic about. Yeah, yeah, we've got players not 100% and the window's, you know, not shut. But like I say, it, it would be a great way to start, wouldn't it? It would be. I'm just going to finish off on a uh, on a nice touch as well. Um, as we know, Albion, you know, class club, and they've done some really classy things in the last couple of weeks. So just reading now that uh, before the Watford game, Albion are going to pay tribute to uh, to Bobby Hope, the 1968 FA Cup winner who, who sadly passed away um, early this summer. It's going to be a minute's applause held before kickoff with the, the players also wearing armbands in honour of the Scottish international who played 409 games for Albion and, as you said, won that FA Cup in 1968. So whenever a great touch from Albion and that's uh that's it for for the first league EFL podcast of the season first one alongside the uh my new partner in crime Coxie Lewis you enjoyed it you're looking forward to it looking forward to I, the season yeah I enjoyed it I hope you know I really hope um supporters do did as well sorry and you know uh I'm obviously you know, I I appreciate you know you and and Joe had a had a brilliant thing with with this and I, I was thinking earlier it, it almost feels like a you know, it almost feels like adopting Joe Massey's, you know, baby, to be honest, because he, he's done it since day one, hasn't he? And um, and yeah, I, I do feel sort of obviously privileged in that regard. I hope it was OK. Obviously, I, you know, I am where I am in terms of just starting the role. Um, looking forward to, you know, seeing what I notice, what I can obviously, you know, snippets I can give fans, what I, the insight I can give. Um and yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it, John. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know many videos and many pods and you know, being on the road at, you know, far-flung places. Looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, it should be um, should be good. We're, I think we're both, are we both quietly optimistic it might be a successful one? Maybe? We'll see. It's glass half full, pal. Always glass oh, half full. Boy. You'll find that out soon enough. But thank you very much for listening, Albion fans. Thanks for your questions. Um, we've got a new face in the baggy seat. We've got some new heroes on the pitch as well. Wallace and Swift um, showed what they can do on Saturday. Hopefully they'll do that against Watford and, and keep going forward, you know. Against Borough, despair quickly turned to optimism. Last week is a life of an Albion fan, really. But we'll be back next week. Um, between the two games, we've got a game on Monday, game on Thursday. So we'll try and fit a potty in. Then uh, might have a video towards the end of the week as well to bring you a certain update. So for me and Lewis, have a great week. And we'll see you next time on the Buggies broadcast. <laughs>